Welcome to our study again today, ladies and gentlemen. We're now in Leviticus chapter 16. We, this is going to be a little repetitive here uh, before we really get to the good stuff, although this has the uh, scapegoat, and that's of interest. Um, it, we still have the holy place and how the priest must enter therein, and the sin offering for himself, the sin offering for the people, and the scapegoat and the yearly feast and uh, that's that so here in 16 uh, verse 1 it says and the Lord spake unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they offered before the Lord and died that's over the strange Canaanite incense that they were told to stay away from and they uh, for some reason uh, decided to take it override the law and uh, that's how serious it is and why we must fear the Lord. And two, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at, at all times into the holy place within the veil. And the veil is a capital V. Before the mercy seat, capital M, which is upon the ark, capital A that he die not, for I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. In 3 it says, Thus shall Aaron come into the holy place, capital H on the holy, with a young bullock for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat, and he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh and shall be girded with a linen girdle and with the linen mitre shall he be attired these are the holy garments therefore shall he wash his flesh in water and so put them on and he shall take of the congregation, capital C, of the children of Israel, two kids of the goats, capital G, for a sin offering, and one ram for a burnt offering, period. And Aaron shall offer his bullock on the, his bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make an atonement for himself and for his house, period. Okay, and Paul in Hebrews 9-7 goes into all this, how this was never perfect, and this priesthood was never perfect. Obviously, he just lost two sons that wouldn't obey, and how this had to be done daily, and we don't sacrifice Christ over and over and over. That's cult Christianity that makes fun of it all, and pretends to crucify Christ every day of the week and that's okay completely against the doctrine okay and uh, that's just cult Christianity in seven and he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation TNC in eight and Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for the 
scapegoat. Okay, now there's a similitude there with a scapegoat. Uh, can someone take the sin off of you that you've done in your lifetime? I think that they can. But here we are, the scapegoats used here in the, the law, and uh, we're going to uh, talk about the allegories to that here. Nine and Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. How about that? But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat, capital S, shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement for, with him and to let him go for a scapegoat capital S again into the wilderness now you see we have one goat offered so that the other goat what lives this is how it's all being taught it's being you're being taught uh, the shedding of blood for the remission of sins you're being taught that there's gonna come a savior in the flesh that will defeat Satan and take away your sin that the Lord on Judgment Day will uh, not see your sin any longer. It'll be gone forever. 11. And Aaron shall bring the bullock of the sin offering which is for himself and shall make an atonement for himself and for his house and shall kill the bullock of the sin offering which is for himself. And he shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from off the altar before the Lord, and his hands full of sweet incense, beaten small, and bring it within the veil. Okay, and uh, remember we have a similitude of the veil of the flesh that's gone over in the New Testament. 13. And he shall put the incense upon the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is upon the testimony that he die not. That's how serious this is. We must fear the Lord. In 14, we are sent to Hebrews 9 again and 10 here. And he shall take of the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward. And that's the direction the sun rises, but it's also the direction that Christ will come with his, with his host from heaven around the circle of the earth, the pancake of the earth, and gather the saints into the barn. And before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle of the blood with his finger seven times. And notice that uh, this is all going to happen. Say uh, Christ's return coming out of the east to the west. That's clockwise. And that will happen during the uh, seven year week of years. Fifteen is a new paragraph. Uh, then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people. Again, we had the offering, the bloodshed for the people. 
and bring his blood within the veil. Okay, within the veil, if that's a similitude of the flesh, that really we can't see through the flesh to, to see the, the other dimension, and we can't see heaven, okay? There's m many of the great truths that are, are we see lightly within the veil, within the bottle that is shaded. The veil of the flesh, it's called in the New Testament. That's the writings of Paul. But anyway, uh, back, let's read 15 again, new paragraph. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people, and bring his blood within the veil, and do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat, capital M, and before the mercy seat. Okay, and this is God's way of having mercy on us. 16, and he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions in all their sins. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. And 17, and there shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation when he goeth in to make an atonement in the holy place until he come out and have made an atonement for himself and for his household and for all the congregation of Israel. 18, and he shall go out unto the altar that is before the Lord and make an atonement for it, and shall take of the blood of the bullock, and of the blood of the goat, and put it upon the horns of the altar round about. And we discussed the horns, and in the similitude language, that's the horns of power. In this case, as this is a replica of heaven, we have the four great horns, the four great winds, the four horses of the throne of God, the white, the black, the red, and the pale. Those are the four great chariots, the four great carpenters that do the bidding of, of God. In uh, 20, uh, it's a new paragraph, and when he hath made an end of reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar he shall bring the live goat and Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins putting them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. Again, here's the shedding of blood. Here's life. There's uh, the forgiveness of sins here. Blotting out of the sins here. Starting to get the picture, aren't we? 22, and the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities 
unto a land not inhabited, and he shall let go the goat in the wilderness. Okay, we can see a similitude in that, can't we? Here, table people. Okay. 23, and Aaron shall come into the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall put off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the holy place, and shall leave them there. And he shall wash his flesh with water in the holy place, and put on his garments, and come forth, and offer his burnt offering, and the burnt offering of the people, and make an atonement for himself, and for the people. And the fat of the sin offering shall he burn upon the altar, and he that let go the goat for the scapegoat shall wash his clothes, and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward come into the camp. Capital C. 27. And the bullock for the sin offering, and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place, shall, shall one carry forth without the camp, and they shall burn in the fire their skins, and their flesh, and their dung. And he that burneth them shall wash his clothes, and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp. 29, new paragraph, and this shall be a statute forever unto you, that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, ye shall afflict your souls, and do no work at all, whether it be one of your own country, or a stranger that sojourneth among you. In 30, for on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you, to cleanse you, that ye may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. It shall be a Sabbath of rest unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls by a statute forever. 32. And the priest whom he shall anoint, and whom he shall consecrate to minister in the priest's office, in his father's stead, shall make the atonement, and shall put on the linen clothes, even the holy garments. 33, and he shall make an atonement for the holy sanctuary. Capital S, and he shall make an atonement for the tabernacle of the congregation and for the altar. And he shall make an atonement for the priests and for all the people of the congregation. And this shall be an everlasting statute unto you to make an atonement for the children of Israel for all their sins once a year, and he did as the Lord commanded Moses.
All right, folks, if you're uh, listening to this, we want to invite you to our great study on the roots and the progress, how we got the Bible. I mean, when it comes to me talking about Christ being all through this law, that's not me saying that. Jesus Christ himself said that. I'm fulfilling all the law. I'm not coming here to get rid of the law. I'm coming here to fulfill the law. And this is what he meant. There's a similitude here to teach the future. Okay. Uh, and that's, that's, that's just that. We're, we're showing you what Christ was talking about when he said those things. But starting Sunday at the call-in, we're going to be on the subject for a while. We're going back to the history of the apostles and how they got the Bible to four corners around the earth. And that, uh, and the, uh, what do you want to call them? The spooks that are all around them trying to spoil the Bible. And they're here today. And I've said it all along. The theologians are just rotten. And there's this, uh, there's all these, uh, bad Bible apologists out here. They're a dime a dozen. Beware when you look something up because they're going to give you these muckety mucks. And they're going to get to one line. They'll have a debate, and one one side's supposed to be sticking up for the King James. They're stuck on two or three words. And all that is just a farce. They want us not to have a Bible, not to not trust the Word of God. Okay, folks? And that's, that's big-time Antichrist doctrine there. So, hope you're there Sunday. Thank you. Bye-bye.